Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me, our co-host, Jehu. What's up? Joseph. Hello. We're going to talk about Detective Pikachu, movies about this kid named Tim and his dad's Pikachu, and they go and try to prove his dad's alive. That's the plot of this movie. Yep. It's got a lot of cute animals in it. It does. It's very cute. What are our thoughts and feelings? Spoiler uh, free, I guess, to begin with. Yeah, sure. Well, here's where I'll start with it. During the first 15 minutes, I was like, am I a ridiculous person? <laughs> like, dude, do I, do I need to get my, get my shit together? Like, maybe I should apply at Navy Federal. <laughs> like, you know, and, and then, you know, Detective Pikachu, Rai Rai shows up, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. This is great. This is awesome. How I'm living my life is fine. Just fine. Yeah. Uh, I had fun with it. I, I actually had the same... Like, the first 10 minutes is like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, like, I appreciate the mystery structure. I feel like it was a pretty solid, like, you know, noir right. style kind of thing, which I really like. Is it more noir than Logan? It is way more noir than Logan. <laughs> even even without the Pokemon part of it, I think it's a fun movie. And yeah. then the Pokemon is just, like, the nostalgia hitting you in the face. And it, it just creates, it, it's a fun story, and it's also in a fun world. Yep. Right. I did not have the same impression the first time as that you guys did. Maybe because I am a moron. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like, especially because on our previous episode where we talked about the Cubone bit, yeah. and his Q, I like yeah. that the movie immediately starts on a Cubone joke. Uh, uh, the dark Cubone, the dark yeah. Cubone yeah. joke. It does seem like they were playing to an audience of this table because they, they had a lot of shit. You guys talk about <laughs> uh, when he pulls the Pokeball out. A guy probably similar in age to us audibly said, "Oh wow, that's cool." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it kind of moved fast in the beginning, and uh, it seemed a little cheesy. And then, yeah, once Ryan Reynolds and right. Pikachu get into it, kind of slows down and really kind of finds its footing. Right. But uh, you know, I had fun. I was it was a enjoyable time at the movies. I think the story is pretty clever. I know I've heard some things about the twist at the end coming out of left field. I didn't have no, that. No, I, I didn't think so. Actually, <laughs> when we get into spoilers, I think it only... I think it improved it, the movie, actually. Yeah, it, the, the twist was there for you the whole time. Yep. I think... Well, I can't say why right now. I think you don't... You, people don't get it, but I have a reason for why. Yeah, I do, I do want to get into that. But I like. I think it's better than Transformers. Yeah, what do, just, just before we get into spoilers, what do we feel about the performances in this movie, acting-wise? I mean, it's a kid's movie. I, yeah. I I thought Justice Smith is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Disagree. I really hated him. Oh, I, I I thought he did a terrible job. Oh, uh, granted, man. it is a kid's movie and he is not the focus. Ryan Reynolds is 100% hamming it all the way up. But I thought the girl with the Psyduck, I did not. I was, I was confused by her choices. I thought <laughs> as the movie progressed, better. But that first scene yeah, with yeah. her in the staircase and all that was it, a... X for me. I, this is really catty, but I was like, uh, man, her hair is bad. And then <laughs> when she got wet, I was like, oh, well, thank God. That she'll look better with wet hair. Somehow her hair was also crispy when it was wet. <laughs> How do you even do that? Crispy. I, I, I told, I said this to Joseph before we got started, my new rating for kids' movies, because I have children, is uh, am I cool with my kids watching this a thousand times? Right. This one? Yeah. I'm cool with this one a thousand times. I it's think, fun. I think there are enough Ryan Reynolds jokes and, and throwaway lines that it will be enjoyable for at least ten. Did you <laughs> did you guys get a vibe from the look and the world that 
it was kind of like a kid's Blade Runner. Yes. Kind of. It was yeah. very children's Blade Runner. Well, I mean, yeah. you know. Lots of neon. Also, also noir inspired. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good description. Um, no, it absolutely is. There's also is. a thing in spoilers later that I think the Blade Runner aspect helped to well, fool Well, me. let's, let's, is there anything else we want to talk about before we get into nope. spoilers? I, I also say better than Transformers. Yeah, better than Transformers, definitely. Cool. So what are we, what, what do you want to get into? What was the thing you were just going at that made you want to go into spoilers? Well, I know I, you did. I, I would say this, there's, there's, there's a character that, you know, is introduced that's kind of mysterious and stuff and where it was like, you know, again, it was reminding me of Blade Runner. I was like oh, do they have replicants in that world? And they kind of did. It was a ditto. Yep. Yeah. But I, I just didn't it, think of ditto. So, until it's like, so funny because I saw it in the first scene that Bill Nighy's in. Yep. Where, where like in the background, the ditto just turns into the guy who's fucking rolling his wheelchair. And right. I was like, well, that's fucking creepy in this world. <laughs> but then I didn't think, I didn't even think, I forgot I about it. Completely forgot. And it, and it paid off so much later. And it was a great payoff yeah. later. I thought the thing with the ditto that works so well is because you have so many Pokemon just in the background yeah. doing things. That that was my assumption. Right, yeah. that it was just a little yep. Easter egg yep. scene. Yeah, just showing you what a Pokemon Exactly, and then when joke. it paid off, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we could start with a twist, because it gives us something to talk which, about. But, which twist are we talking about? Uh, that Ryan Reynolds, Pikachu, yeah. is his dad. I, I feel like, duh. <laughs> but here's the thing. I honestly, I'm pretty good at picking out twists before they happen in movies. Sometimes to the detriment of my own enjoyment. But I... At one point, I did think, huh, they're they're not showing the dad's face a lot. It's going to be somebody famous. Yeah. Could it be Ryan Reynolds? But then racism kicked in. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, no, because he's like a black kid. And Ryan Reynolds is maybe the whitest human being on earth. But, um, you know. Um, I mean, on a racist note, I did notice that they made his grandmother notably darker than he is. Yeah. I feel like that's partially the logical choice. Right. You'd be like, oh, right. okay, I see. I see how the skin tone would, <laughs> would work out. I, I thought that what they, I, I just thought it made a lot of sense for what they had, like Mewtwo's power sets right. to be in the yeah. movie. Um, I didn't think it was that bizarre. Uh, I didn't really, and I'll be honest, it makes perfect sense. There's a plenty of clues throughout right. the yeah, film no, that totally. tell you that it is. However, I didn't pick up on it. And I kind of got the same thing. Obviously, the dad is somebody important. Right. I thought that was also just going to be an Easter egg because what I chalk this movie up to be is simply nostalgia down your throat. Sure. So I didn't think there was any logic to it whatsoever. I mean, to be, to be fair, you're by going that direction, which you may not be doing this whole mental mechanics yeah. while you're watching the movie, but to go this direction, you've given up Detective Pikachu for other movies. Right. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I mean, I, I was literally, I was trying to figure out, it's like, well, who's who's a black actor who's, uh, you know, famous enough that he'd be a bigger pop than Ryan Reynolds. And I had like decided it was like Will Smith or something, which I'm so glad that it wasn't Will Smith. Yeah. 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 I kind of like Will Smith in a Pokemon world. Yeah. yeah, kinda, I, yeah. No, he makes could sense. be great in this. Cause it also, it had a men in blacky vibe yeah. to it too. I didn't, I didn't, the race thing wasn't my thing. I thought they were going to make the dad like Ash Ketchum or something. Like I thought it was going to gotcha. be something from Pokemon. Well, Particularly, not another twist. Were you guys happy that this was like a direct sequel to the Pokemon 2000 movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely make that reference yeah. intentionally. The whole Canto bit. Yeah. And yeah. That's the same Mewtwo and all that. I thought that was, that was fun. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I was maybe a little sad you used Mewtwo so early on. Right. Um, but... You know, they used them in a cool way. It was mm -hmm. fine. What were some of our favorite Pokemon we saw in the film? I really liked the... Uh, I mean, I, I liked a, a lot of the structure of this movie. I feel like they laid the groundwork well yeah. Um, yeah. For, for all the payoffs to feel satisfying. I can't remember what the name of the, the tortoise 
Pokemon is. Oh, yeah, yeah, but when yeah. they see the, the ones, they're like, those are like normal size ones. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as the ground starts moving outside, I was like, oh, I see <laughs> what we're doing here. Yeah. And that's a cool, like, that's a cool element to this world to add. I mean, like, it's an exciting action scene, mm-hmm. but it's also just like, it, it makes, it adds to the mythos of the world. I mean, definitely the screenwriters in this obviously like, okay, there's 900 of these things to pick from. They all have these powers. We're going to pick the ones that further this script. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, my favorite cameo ones were Totodile, because anytime I play Silver, I pick Totodile. Right. It's my favorite. And I like that Magikarp tried to use Splash. Yep. And it was not effective. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that seems great. Yeah, that's, that whole bit in yeah, there is awesome. It's great. I, it's funny, I've been playing in preparation for last week and for the movie coming out. Uh, I found, I had a copy of Pokemon Sapphire. Mm. And so I played through the whole game this week. I am, I can't say the whole game. I'm stuck on the Elite Four. I can't beat them. Um, but there are a lot of that generation Pokemon in there That's and that I was not familiar with. So I'm glad I played it because I was like, oh, I get this guy yeah. and this guy. I mean... It was it, a nice payoff. The, the, the directors and writers did say they intentionally leaned toward the original 151 because the people buying the tickets are our age. <laughs> yeah. I would say there's probably, they probably, I think they, I saw there's like 64 or something different Pokemon in there. Yeah. And they pulled really from like the first three generations. So it's like the first 450, but they made sure to include like the original three starters. And I mean, it was, it was a good collection of pokemon and it, it it's the best part and again it plays into the story's advantage is that they're mostly in the background just being cute and adorable right 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 yeah yeah, yeah they're yeah i really uh you know i i thought using the apoms as stand-in for uh yeah. gremlins was pretty cool you know that's uh, a really good description yeah, yeah. it apparently follows the game storyline very closely like hmm. the whole r substance and apoms being like super oh, really? annoying that's all part of it i didn't know that charizard and mewtwo are both involved but I didn't. I did not know. Even the the character names are all the same. Bill Nye's characters from there. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, my initial thought on seeing Bill Nye on screen was that guy looks like Bill Nye. Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait, Bill Nye is in this Pokemon. My, my, movie. Yeah. But, That's not really that crazy for Bill Nye. I mean, Bill he Nye. does seem like he has that Michael Caine vibe of, oh, do you have a paycheck? Well, I have some free. <laughs> well, here's time. the yeah. thing. I, again, uh, knowing what movie it is, I feel like Ken Watanabe and Bill Nye are going for it. Right. Yeah. And totally. I fucking love it. Ken Watanabe is way too good for this movie. <laughs> yeah. He is like, he's actually acting. He is in this movie. acting. Yeah. He is. That's true. Yeah. And and Bill Nye is hamming it up to like the best degree. It's I. One of the things I liked about the movie, and this, it's one of the things I like about this style of movie, and I wish that we did more, is I like comparatively to like a Sherlock Holmes or something with, with these kind of like mystery things, you're not going with the best detective in the world. In this case, it's not even like a real detective. Right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a mind-wiped Pikachu former detective and his son who's just a person. Yeah. Uh, who's just kind of forced into this situation that they want to solve one thing, but it's just one of those things that they have to, in solving this thing, they peel back all these layers that they didn't mean to peel back, and they get, you know, way in over their head in, in something much larger than what they anticipated. And one of the things I like about that, from like a point of view character versus kind of like an omniscient view, is that every single character that you interact with, you, you're interacting with it from their perspective. And every single one of the people he interacts with has an agenda and may or may not be telling them the truth. Right. And I really, I, like, I think they played that, it just, even for a kid's movie, I feel like they played that really well. I'll, I'll admit, I did not trust that fucking reporter girl the whole movie. Right. She suspiciously disappears repeatedly. In the, I think it's just for plot convenience, but yeah. for me, it was like, she's, she's fucking important. evil. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay that they, they, they did not go the femme fatale route, but... 
but yeah, I was like super suspicious. But that was one of the, that was one of the things that I really like because I feel like for people who didn't like the twist, I feel like they they set the seeds for them really well. I think the only thing not to like about the twist is that it makes doing a sequel difficult. Yeah, for sure. You know, but yeah, and I'm sure they can find a way. I think they already have a sequel in production. Like mm-hmm. they started like a green light it like three months ago. But I agree with you. That does seem to. How do you do it now? I I feel like if you know you're asking Jehu, you make the Pikachu also has Ryan Reynolds' mind still. So Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds, but the Pikachu is also Ryan Reynolds, but they have different Ryan Reynolds agenda. D- double dose of Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Oh, I don't know that I can handle that. I'd be I like, rye, 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 rye. <laughs> man, he has, a, he, has, he has a joke in there when uh, Justice Smith is running from, what is it, the, what is the name of those? Pom- uh, A-Poms? A-Poms. Right? He's like, they seem to be excited by your increasing nudity. I was <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> how, how hard do you think he fought for the two fart jokes? I, like, I'm sure he had his Asian going, okay, Rai Rai, he wants dick jokes, he wants fart jokes. And they're, they're like, no way, we can't do dick jokes. Okay, we gotta have fart jokes. And there was a negotiation, <laughs> and they settle on two. Two fart jokes, or Rai Rai walks. I mean, they also have a dick joke in there. Where, where's the dick joke? The, the, like, impotence when he's, like, trying oh, to... Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was good. No, everything about it is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, again, like, they do such a good job of creating these cool environments, like the underground Pokemon fighting yeah. ring with all these interesting, you know, like, surrounding elements... It's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a cool world. I do think they did, they did a really good job of planting seeds for other things in the future. Yeah. Which, for one, is, when they announced Detective Pikachu, I was a little bit disappointed that that was the story they went with. But, I also was like, it's probably the right decision, because I don't know how a trainer would work in live action. Right. But, they do a good job of, like, Justice Smith's character kind of, like, introducing what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Or, like, these are your powers. Yeah. This is what you should do to be tactical. Um, and, right. So, so yeah. It, it probably is better the fact that he can communicate back and forth yeah. with the Pokemon. Right. right. But you can, they can feel it. You gotta build that connection. That's another part that they did. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I will get to my nitpicky things later if we want to get to them. Oh, but, you can get to your nitpicky. Yeah, get to your nitpicky. Okay, uh, nitpicky things. It irrit- nitpicky. Yeah, <laughs> nitpicky. That should just be a section of the show. <laughs> it should be. One of the things I had a problem with is I just, I don't understand, I, and I, this is true in the Pokemon games, I don't really understand the relationship of people and Pokemon. Like, are they pets? What is their level of, like, intelligence and sentience? Like, Machamp can fucking direct ch- traffic. Like, right, but he, right. he has to like hide in a fucking ball the rest of the. I don't know. Like it's it's confusing the dynamic. Not there. in Rhyme City, he does it. Yeah, and so like and so right. So like the trainer telling the Pokemon like, "What you think you fucking know my powers better than me, bitch?" <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, the only other thing that I wish that they had for for a movie that I feel like does a pretty good job of being logically sound within the universe. They just they just make this one little jump from they're building this whole conspiracy about Mewtwo and turning, you know, the the human evolution into Pokemon, all this kind of stuff. And then they just do this throwaway line where, oh, and you can also only make this transfer when the Pokemon are in a crazed state. Yeah, like, yeah why? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. that that was that were, was definitely. They, 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 I mean, you know, you accept it's a kids movie, but but comparatively to the, the the rest of the care, I feel like they put into the movie. That was the one that I was like, you could have you could have built a little bit more on that. Speaking of which, um, you talked about Bill Nye hamming it up. Yeah, when he's when he's announcing his loud plan about fusing humans and Pokemon yeah. together, that was so fucking over the top. I can't even remember the line that he says because I like replace it in my head. With a line from Sonny where Charlie is supposed to be a genius and he's invented a way for spiders and cats to talk to one another. (laughs) By the way, that episode, 
written by the creators of Game of Thrones. Good to know. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Flowers for Charlie. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, his hamming it up was great. A lesser actor would have lost me in that. Scene. Yeah, sure. No, I, I. it's the appropriate thing, yeah. you know? He's a 75-year-old man playing the villain in a Pokemon movie. Right. Like, what else are you supposed to do? So how did this movie... I wanted... That was one of the reasons I wanted Old Boy to be here today, because I wanted to see how it was doing at his theater. How does this movie do this weekend? 170 worldwide. That's good, right? Yeah. It was I, number two to Avengers this week. My theater, I thought it was going to be crazy, and it was not. It, yeah. was, there yeah. was, it, was, it was respectable, but it wasn't crazy. Same oh, it here. was... Almost empty in mine. But right. I went to W Street. I always go to W Street. Right. So uh, we were in Theater 4 in W Street, and it did not need to be in the house that <laughs> big. Um, but I think it did 58 domestic, 170 worldwide. Mm. On a 150 budget, as long as they cross 250 or 300, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be in the black. Right. And they're, they're, they'll hit that for sure. And I don't think it was day and date release either. So. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like this is one that will live and die more by international grosses anyway. Oh, agreed. I think I think U.S. and China are going to be big on it. Right. China is probably going to be the biggest market. Japan, not a fan of U.S. remakes of Japanese things. Really? Yeah, no, understandably, no. I would say. I mean, I guess I knew that. I just didn't think that since this one wasn't a straight re- remake that maybe they might give it a shot. And it's also pretty good. I yeah, mean, they it's did pretty, pretty good. Pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, I, I don't actually understand how the economics of movies after the movie theater works anymore because right. it seems very complicated but this seems like a movie that would be highly desired from streaming services oh totally totally yeah you put this on netflix and kids are going to watch it over and over and over christian's kids specifically yes i oh, god i hope so there are worse things <laughs> there are absolutely watch. worse yeah. things that's that's all i really have yeah i think I, yeah i think i said all it's it's a things. it's a fun movie yeah it, it's a fun surprisingly well-made movie yeah i would recommend I mean, go see it because these are the kind of movies that I would like to see continue on. I don't yeah. want this, you know. I I think you know Shazam made money, but Shazam ended at like three fifty or four hundred million dollars, which is a shame. It's a good movie. Yeah, Aww. it made less than Justice League, and that movie sucks. That I mean, I don't think Justice League sucks, but definitely it's a way better movie. <laughs> you Justice. should know I'm a Justice League defender, right? <laughs> but it's still sucks. definitely in comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shazam is such a better movie. That's so, a drag. So you know, go see Pokemon. Like I've, I've just had a, a realization when you're talking about how similar it is to. Blade Blade Runner and how much I really want Rutger Hauer to come back and like voice Mewtwo doing like a Tears in the Rain speech to Pikachu. That would be so <laughs> be the awesome, best right? Thing ever but want. it also would make perfect sense. I know, it, it, yeah. You wouldn't even question it. I'm hey. super, uh, man. I mean, they're essentially the same character. Yeah, yeah. they're very close. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, is that it? Yep. All right. Well, what have we been watching recently, guys? I said this, on, I think, on our news episode. I started the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, and it is freaking excellent. Um, it is beautifully shot. The acting performances are really great. It's fairly historically accurate. The one thing that I think history things kind of always struggle with or you run the risk of is how well do they build tension when you know what happens mm, right um i think argo is a really great example argo builds tension really well even though you know I they mean, get like, out i didn't know that <laughs> oh okay well learn something Joseph. <laughs> I, yeah, I did uh, i watched the movie <laughs> uh, well guess what chernobyl not safe to live there yeah. <laughs> uh but they do a really great job of building tension for example nobody knew that the reactor blew at chernobyl for like eight hours oh they thought it was actually physically impossible anytime a person suggested it they're like you're a nuclear physicist explain to me how it can happen and they're like i can't tell you but that's what happened so everyone in the city is just standing out here admiring 
particulate being thrown into the atmosphere. They're like holding their babies. Like, (laughs) oh God. And you're like, this is awful. But again, you know what's happening and yet you still like elicits emotion out of you. Um, So it's very good. I can't wait to keep watching it. Speaking of kids movies, my kids are now on a new movie, which I was not familiar with. Familiar, hadn't seen, Cars 3. Starring Lightning McQueen. And uh, you know what? It's probably my favorite of the Cars movies. It's Cars are... I'm not going to say they're the worst thing that Pixar's ever put out. That's brave. Uh, <laughs> they're on the weaker side. They are certainly that. But I would put Cars as... The Cars 3 is the strongest of the three. I enjoy it. Uh, we've been watching a lot of Toy Story 3 recently. It's nice to have a happy movie. Sure. Right. I'm going to say better than Transformers for it. Uh, and again, I played a lot of Pokemon this past week. Uh, <laughs> I cannot beat the Elite Four. If anyone has any tips, I'd be glad to hear it. Because they are kicking my ass. But that's it. Oh, I also read that stupid Avengers Warfare book you talked about last week or whatever. Oh, you didn't like it? No, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it okay. I mean, it definitely has the problem that War Warren Ellis stuff has where everybody talks in Warren Ellis's voice. Did it come out around like 2012, 2013? I think 2013, like exactly. It felt like the MCU had just blown up mm-hmm. and it wanted to replicate all the I good mean, 100%. Parts of- it was 100%. They were definitely trying to lean on, hey, this is the team from the movie. Yep. Also with Captain Marvel and Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said, if I'd bought it for $24.99, I probably wouldn't have loved it. But <laughs> uh, but for $3.99, I thought it was spectacular. Also, pay attention to the numbers of things when you pick it up, because I found this Inhuman X-Men comic at Ollie's. Right. I picked up number three, not number one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of that stuff there that, like, right now they have the complete uh, Abnett and Lanning uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume two there. I was like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, I love this yeah. shit. It's like, volume two. Yeah. Aw. Let's see. Okay, uh, I, I did uh, a lot of comic shit this week. I did a... Are you guys, have you guys ever read any of uh, DC's Earth One books? No, I don't think Okay, so. there's something I'm not entirely sure why they still exist. In like, you know, I think around 2010-ish or something like that, uh, DC had the idea that we'll put out these standalone graphic novels that are more like the younger new takes on on our on our main superheroes so they did a superman one and it's not great you know but it it had some cool bits about the origin but they had just in that same decade done the origin twice better and then two years after that did it again in the new 52 better so it doesn't really have a good reason to exist, but they just kept going with it. They did a Batman origin that all reasonable people hate. <laughs> uh, they uh, they did a Teen Titans book that I can't find any proof that anyone's ever read. <laughs> but then they did Wonder Woman Earth 1, and it was actually really good, but it wasn't different enough that I don't know why it was a separate thing. They should have just made it the new mm-hmm. origin for Wonder Woman in the DC Universe, particularly since the last Wonder Woman origin they did by uh, Greg Ricca was boring as fuck. So uh, anyways, I, that's all preamble for I hadn't read Green Lantern Earth One, but I, it was on sale on Comixology a while back. It's like, you know, three bucks, I'll buy it, sure. And I just got around to reading it this weekend, and it's fucking excellent. Hmm. It It is totally, if they're going to try to do DC movies that are not all in the same universe and stuff, this is the story they should go with. Because it's sort of either, it's either slightly in the future or in an alternate present where space mining, but within the solar system is a thing. 
And they have a different take on the Green Lanterns in that it's an already a dilapidated force and something like that. And Haldron's not chosen. He just happens upon it. And he seems also older, so it would be a good fit if they went with Tom Cruise as him and stuff like that. But I liked it a lot. Um, also in comics, uh, I read the first volume of The Immortal Hulk. It, it was something that I had been against because I'm not rewarding uh, any more DC or Marvel books where they kill characters and bring them back, but I heard this was good. I checked it out. It's really fucking good. And finally, I watched that um, that uh, Zac Efron Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy movie. Uh, you know, I'd go with better than Transformers. Yeah. I actually wish that at the end they would have never shown a murder. I like the fact that you're... Ki- you get convinced of his guilt just by how off the rails he goes. Because, you know, there's always all this talk is, oh, he's such a brilliant, handsome guy. And he starts like that. But by the end of it, it's like, who doesn't believe this fucking guy is guilty? Uh, Also had a cameo cameo from James Hetchfield of Metallica in it. So I thought that was fun. But yeah, I liked it. All right. Uh, just uh, speaking of, actually, since we talked about Warren Ellis early, did you ever watch the Castlevania series I still on, on Netflix? The first season sucks. We should try. You should power I, through to the second I season. I probably will. You know, I have a lot more background time now yeah. that I work at home, so I'll probably put it on. So. Fair enough. Yeah. No, it's a good background show for yeah. sure. <laughs> I am still kind of in the market for a new show. I haven't really landed on it yet. Uh, I tried a couple more episodes of the What We Do in the Shadows. Right. And I'm still not totally sold on it. Did you hear about the big series uh, season finale? Is it, did it just happen? Yes. Yeah, I heard there's like a bazillion people in it. Yes, um, it's great. Which is one of the reasons that I'm I'm continuing to watch it. But I, like it, it just it like makes me smirk, but it doesn't make me like laugh. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just I'm not sure about it. And then on an anime front, I've shifted to a show again recommended from the internet that just had a bizarre premise uh, called Death Parade. Which is about... Uh, is this an anime? It is an anime. It's 100% an anime name. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, which is about this purgatory place where if two, people go, uh, if two people die at the same time, they come to this purgatory place and they have to play some kind of like game that you would play at a bar, like darts or billiards or something, and the result of that game determines whether you go to heaven or hell. <laughs> and it's it's pretty fucked if i'm honest uh, but i'm kind of interested i'm gonna i've only seen the first episode but i'm gonna give it a couple more it's it's an interesting premise it's very high stakes on a very dumb thing yeah. Right. but yeah it's interesting but that, that that's all i've been watching and then that worries me right there because i've never been good at any competitive games <laughs> at all ever I've, I've i've prided myself on it so now i'm now i'm really worried that's gonna be my make or break moment <laughs> <laughs> anything else for anybody i can't think of do we know what we're doing next week? Uh, I got a feeling we'll talk a long time about Game of Thrones. That's true. Probably. Maybe we, we should, should just do, do Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. This is a lot of editing for me, if I'm yeah. honest. Uh, so join us next week where we're just going to devote our whole episode to the finality of Game of Thrones, our reactions, our feelings, our unsatisfied desires, just everything. Just lay it all on the line because this is the last time. Yeah, I think this one's going to be subtitled Me Against the Table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe uh, and tell all your friends. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.